Hey everyone, I'm Josh. And I'm Anna. And this is the Jesus and Next Gens podcast. Join us each week as we talk about faith, the Bible, culture, and family. We hope these conversations challenge and encourage you to intentionally pursue Jesus in your life and your family. Hey everyone, I'm Josh. And I'm Anna. And today we're going to talk with our friend, Johanna Beachy. Hey Joe, how's it going? Hey, it's going great. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. Yeah, hanging in there. So Joe, can you give our listeners a brief uh, intro of who you are? Who I am? Such a deep question. Uh, yes, I'm Johanna Beachy. So I'm the family life pastor at Manchester Christian Church. I'm also a New Hampshire girl. I was born and raised here. That's awesome. That's a little bio. There you go. Oh, cool. <laughs> so our goal today, um, we're just going to be talking about the Bible, just some basics for people who maybe are intimidated by the complexity of scripture or have no real knowledge about the Bible, either because um, they're hoping to try to start reading the Bible, or maybe they just have been reading the Bible, but don't really know what to do with it, where to go with it. Um, and so we're just going to be kind of doing some Bible 101. Yeah. And nice. we just want to start uh, briefly, because there's a lot to the Bible. We want to start by giving a general overview of what the Bible is, what its purpose is. And so really the Bible is a redemption story, pointing us to Jesus, connecting us to God and preparing us to be the church. Um, and so there are many ways to summarize the layout of the Bible, um, but I came up with this, it's four C's. The first is creation, then conflict, then Christ, and then the church. Um, hmm. Creation being the fall of man when sin entered the world. and And so, the Bible is in itself a collection of books and letters written by people, but inspired by God. And what that means is, yes, this wisdom, these teachings, this narrative is of God. Um, it's not human knowledge. It's not human wisdom. It is of God, written by humans. Um, so structure of the Bible, there are two parts, the Old Testament and New Testament. The Old Testament consists of the law, the prophets, and the writings, writings being uh, pieces of poetry and wisdom, um, as well as some additional uh, narrative pieces. And then the New Testament consists of the four gospel accounts, the acts of the church, and the letters to the church. When you're reading scripture, no matter where you're at in the Bible, it is important to remember that this is not a manual or a rule book. It is a real story that impacts every area of our lives today. And it helps us know God and his purpose for our lives. And so when you're reading, I would definitely recommend uh, using additional sources uh, because we don't know everything. And, you know, there are many people who study the Bible their whole lives and they come up with these excellent resources like commentaries or even the Bible app um, that has many translations and devotionals to help you gain some perspective about the text that you are reading. Because we all have been reading these books, this book uh, for many years, and there are parts of it we still don't truly understand. And so we are still learning. Um, and so now I wanna just pick Joe's brain about the Bible. Um, so let's get it going. Yeah, so Joe, specifically, what impact has the Bible had on your life? Oh, that's not a small question at all. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. I, I love the Bible so much. Um, and I think one of the things I've come to realize as I've gotten older and spent more time in it, like the goal of the Bible really isn't just like information. Um, it really is transformation. 
And that's what I've experienced in my life. Um, and the Bible truly has like transformed who I, like it's changed who I am and how I live. So like, that's where I'm like, it's not a small question. It's huge. Um, but it really has had a huge impact on me personally. Um, and I think, man, like the word that comes to mind first off is actually comfort and then conviction about stuff. Like the Bible has been a source of, of incredible comfort in my life. Like when I'm going through a hard time or when I'm wrestling with something or I'm confused about something, or I want to know like God, do you care? Um, and like literally in my own personal experience, I have had times where it really was the Bible more than almost anything else where I experienced comfort and experienced God really saying like, I do care about you and I do love you and I do have a plan. And so like that kind of reassuring. And then the conviction piece of it really comes back to like, I feel like when I know who God is, I better really better understand like what he's calling me to do or what it means for me to be like him or to live that out. And so, yeah, it's like shaped who I am. Honestly, the Bible has in many different experiences in my life. Um, and I think whenever I'm wrestling through something or, or experiencing like a crisis or a hard time, those have been the times that have ended up having the biggest transformation, especially when I then take like that struggle or that hard time and I go to the word and that's where I'm like seeking Okay, the word is like just another way of talking about the Bible. That was kind of a little like of a churchy phrase to throw out there. If you're not familiar with it, you'll hear people talk about like God's word or the word, and that just means the Bible. Um, like when I'm like putting God's word in my brain and my heart when I'm wrestling with something, it causes honestly like transformation after that is what I've, I've experienced personally. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, so for someone who has never picked up a Bible, where should they start? Ooh, I love that question. Yeah. And I think a lot of time you would think if you think about the Bible as being like one book, you would think, well, you should start at the beginning. And so I think a lot of people when they're like, oh, I really want to start reading the Bible. I never have before they start in Genesis. And that's cool. Like it is the beginning. It's like the beginning of creation. Um, but I would actually recommend starting somewhere else. Like if you're not at all familiar with the Bible um, and you really aren't sure how it all works together and you're kind of still figuring out like who's God and I'm not that familiar with Jesus and I'm not familiar with reading the Bible. I would start in the New Testament with one of the gospels. And I would even start, like I would probably read John and this may depend a little bit on like who you are and how you're sort of, how you like to learn things. Cause there, so there's like the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And gospel just means the good news. They tell the good news of Jesus and they are each written by different people and they share the eyewitness accounts of Jesus and his life. And that's why I would start there because Jesus is really the center of everything. He's the center of the whole story. So if you can start understanding like who Jesus is and what he did, that's a really good place to begin. And then anything else you read kind of like comes around that. So John is a great one to read because it's really, um, it's really easy to read and it's a great account. Luke, if you're a very factual person and you're like, I want to know the facts and what happened, Luke is a great one to read. That was written by a doctor and he collected all the eyewitness accounts. So Luke tends to be much more factual. Um, so yeah, I would start with one of the gospels, honestly, if like you're brand new to it and still figuring out that's a good place to begin reading. What do you do if you're reading the Bible and something doesn't make sense? This happens to me all the time. <laughs> it still happens to me. Um, because yeah, it, there's so much in there. There's so much information in there and it's written across such a huge period of time and it's written to completely different cultures than the one that we live in now. And so sometimes you can come across something and you're like, what, what, like, what are they saying? Like, wait, what? Um, and so honestly, 
I think the best way to sort of describe it, if you come across something that you're reading and you don't understand it, the best way to describe like what, what I think I do and what I would encourage people to do is, is zoom out. Um, so like if, if you're picturing, you know, if you look up something on Google directions or Google maps and you're looking for directions where to go and you look up like where a building is or something, and you're like, I think I know where this is, but let me make sure. And you click that like zoom out button and you're zooming out from where you are. So you have a bigger context and a bigger picture and you can see where stuff is and what's going on. That's what I'm kind of talking about. So like, if you're reading a specific verse or a specific sentence and you're like, I don't get what they're saying or like, wait, it sounds like they're saying something that would be like, okay, like I'm going to pick on Paul, poor Paul, like gets a bad rap for like, people will read some of the sentences he wrote and think like he hated women. And I'm like, no, hang on. Like, let's get context and zoom out a second here. And by context and zooming out, I mean, like go back and read the whole chapter. Or if you haven't yet go back and look at like, well, who wrote this book and who were they writing it to? Like the author of this book, what was their audience that they were writing it? What was the culture that they were writing to? Because all of that matters so much for understanding the author's meaning mm -hmm. and the context of what they were talking about. Like that makes a big difference. That really matters. So like zoom out and get some context of what was going on at the time and, and who they were speaking to rather than just like paying, just staying centered in that one verse. I think you got to like go bigger, get the bigger picture of what was going on. Yeah. Gotcha. So what is one thing you have learned through reading scripture this year? Hmm. I have to pick one thing. Wow. Um, well, here's something I've been talking about recently. Um, actually with my brother, we were just talking about this the other day and I've been thinking about it a lot. Like I've been thinking um, and learning a lot lately about repetition hmm. and like the way that God will repeat stuff for us over and over. And I've just been thinking about that and like, honestly, kind of encouraged by it. Like he does this in scripture, like it, like we learn, you know, Bible stories and we, we hear about people and there's history in it and stuff, but also a lot of time when God is speaking to us, you'll, you'll, you'll hear him like repeating things over and over. Like, I mean, literally things like, don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. Like he'll say that over and over and over to us. Like, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Hey, do not be afraid. And he'll just keep repeating these things to us. And I think it's amazing that he does that because I kind of pictured like the reason I was talking about this with my brother is because he has a one-year-old at his house. And so they're like very much in the phase of repeating things right now. Um, and as, as adults, like as grownups, we can get tired of, of the like repetition or like the monotony of over and over and over again. But God does that for us. And I was just thinking like how he doesn't get tired of doing that for us. Like, hey, I care. I love you. I love you. I love like he says that over and over and over and repeats it for us. So that's just something I've kind of noticed as I've been reading a lot um, this past year, like the way he'll repeat things for us because he knows we need to hear it over and over again. And he never gets tired of doing that, which is just, it's amazing when you think about that. Yeah. So if someone's just starting to read the Bible, we know that there's a lot of different translations of the Bible. Hmm. How do you know which translation to read? I um, usually use the NIV. It just means the new international version, um, but there's actually a lot of information. Like you can look up what, what does each different translation mean? And there's a lot of really good explanations that show that. Like a lot of people are familiar with this one called like the King James version. That's just a really, really old translation. And really like the translations are just because language changes, right? Like, like English. So when they did the King James version, that's the one that has like the and thou in it. 
because when they did that back in, I'm not gonna remember the date now, like the year now, I think it was like the 1600s, maybe, maybe 1700s, when they first were translating the Bible into English, because the Bible's not written in English. Let's just throw that out there. Like it's written mainly in like Hebrew, Aramaic, um, Greek. Like there's a lot of like, the, those are the original languages. So the translations are the Bible's original writing translated into English. Um, so like there's older translations because that was the language they were using in English at the time. Like they literally use the and thou. We don't use that anymore. So they'll make new translations because English has changed and it's been updated. Um, that's where you get like the new King James version, which is really still King James. They just took out the these and thous. Um, but they've also, so like NIV is a great one because that is um, much more recently translated, but it's also been used for a lot of years with a lot of work that went into it and like whole teams of people work on these to make sure they're accurate. Another one I really like is ESV. That's a great one. That one is really close. There were a lot of um, like academic study that was really close to the original text to make sure that the meaning is accurate and getting translated well. Um, but yeah, you can find a lot of information on the translations um, and it really comes down to like people can get freaked out thinking about translations and like, well, is the meaning still there? And like, but people wrote this, what if they messed up? Listen, at the end of the day, I trust God and I trust that he can protect his message and his word and make sure, like the reason we still have the Bible and we can still read it is because he has kept it going through all these years and he has a divine plan for it and he's more powerful than we can imagine. So like, he's not gonna let people mess up something that matters to him. So like at the end of the day, it comes back to like, I trust God and that he's like been careful with this and, and given it to us in a way that we can understand still. Yeah, that's really good to hear. Cause even now, sometimes I look at my Bibles and it's like, uh, which one do I choose? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter because he's going to speak through it mm -hmm. regardless of which one you, you choose. Mm -hmm. So any other advice for listeners um, looking to either start reading or get back into reading the Bible? I would really recommend that you create a physical space for your Bible reading. And what I mean by that is like somewhere that you can sit and that it's ready to go and you know that you'll have a few minutes either quiet or like semi-private where you can focus on reading the Bible. And especially if this is something that you're trying to get into is more of a daily habit, whether you've read the Bible before or it's your first time doing it, um, like even just starting with 10 or 15 minutes. And I know many of you people listening to this are probably parents. And so that's a whole nother factor um, when you're trying to like set aside time and you've got kiddos in the house. Um, so I would, I would really specifically say too, for parents, like it's actually really good for your kids for you to have some moments where you say like right now I'm talking to God or I'm listening to God and we're not talking like you can wait five minutes for your breakfast because I'm talking with God right now and I actually say that because so I don't have kids but I say that because I remember as a kid my mom doing that mm -hmm. so I can distinctly remember coming downstairs in the morning and my mom, I literally have a picture that I remember my mom standing by the window of our house and she was standing behind the curtain. Like she had the curtain hiding herself from anyone who came down and she was looking out the window. And I remember as a kid knowing, oh, my mom's talking to God. Like, I'm not going to go talk to her right now because my mom's talking to God right now and I don't need to interrupt them. And so I would just encourage, like as parents, I know you want to be there for your kids all the time. Um, and a lot of time you have to make sure they're not like going to hurt themselves or destroy the house. Um, but it is actually really, really healthy and good for your kids to know like, hey, I'm reading the Bible right now or, or I'm praying or like I'm having a moment with God and you can wait while I'm talking to him. Yeah, I know that over time, um, 
my mom was very similar. And so I grew up also having a designated space where I read my Bible because it's so helpful to know like mm-hmm. when I sit down in this chair or when I sit down at this time, that is exactly what that time is for. Um, and our time reading the Bible can change a lot over the years. I know there mm-hmm. have been seasons in my life where I could sit down for an hour and just have that quiet time every day. And there are seasons in my life where that is not possible. Um, and so just my biggest encouragement to everyone listening is it doesn't have to look the same as anybody else. It also doesn't have to look the same over time. Right now in the season of life, maybe you can just do one verse a day and that's all you can do. And that's great. Just start with that. Um, but if you have time to do more, there's so many awesome resources and we're going to tag a bunch of them in the um, show notes. So if you have any time or you're looking for more resources, there's some great ones listed out there. Um, but the most important thing is just start somewhere. Start reading today. Um, just get in God's word because it will change you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps up our episode. Thanks, Joe, for joining us. Uh, like Anna said, the Uh, references or resources will be in the show notes below. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for links to the resources mentioned during the episode. We love your support and feedback, so please subscribe, rate and review, and share this podcast with friends and family. We really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And we really want to answer more of your questions. So if there's any questions that you still have about the Bible or about anything else, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at jesusandnextgens at outlook.com. See you next time. Oh, oh, oh.